You're listening to the In Search SEO Podcast by Rank Ranger. Listening to the In Search SEO podcast, the podcast for painting the town red with exquisite search marketing insights. You are in for a treat today. One of my favorites is here with us. Ali Berry of Motley Guy Pity the Fool is back on the show. And this time we're talking syndicated content and SEO with someone, Ali, who knows the dark inner workings of syndication. So we're going to get into, is content syndication right for your site? Is it even worth it? What happens when your syndicate outranks you with your own content? And does Google do a good job handling syndication? And what can you do when it doesn't? But first, holy crap, there is so much to talk about with the uh, (laughs) official Google invasion of your site with text highlights we'll get into all of the drama with google rolling out text to scroll plus highlight or scroll to text rather plus highlight from the featured snippet i am your host morty oberson i am joined by she who is looking for a good man sapir carabello hi sapir how's your great great how's uh how's the dating going did you find anybody did anybody reach out to you the last week's show where we uh promoted your uh, wonderful attributes and things that you like? Thank God, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We have we have hundreds of listeners, literally hundreds of listeners. I'm sure somebody out there is a good fit for you. Again, Sapir likes long walks on the beach, uh, margaritas, disco dancing, oh and God. link building. Right. Thank right. You You're welcome. <laughs> How can they find you? Sapir is findable. On LinkedIn. Oh. So find her on LinkedIn and ask her if she wants to go disco dating and maybe buy some links. <laughs> disco dating, disco dancing. Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate, I appreciate your uh, match, matchmaking effort. Well, come on. I'm Jewish, right? Come on. You've seen Fiddler on the Roof. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Right? We can't, actually haven't seen We it. can't help ourselves. Seen You've never seen that? No. Oh, I'm a Jewish as <laughs> frickin' Tevia, to quote the Big Lebowski. You've never seen that? That's like a classic. No. I, I heard about it. I hate that movie. <laughs> I hate it. It's the worst. I used to have to watch it with my grandmother. Here, watch this. Eat some kugel. Watch this movie okay. with me. Oh my god! I'd rather have, I literally I'd rather have died than have watched that movie for the millionth time. My grandmother. It's torture. Fill it on the freaking roof. I keep I kept hoping every time he'd fall off the freaking roof. Like that, he'd break his neck and be the end of the movie. That's so mean. The worst movie. It is so bad. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Gosh, my wife likes that movie. She has no taste in movies. She barely has a taste <laughs> in men, obviously. 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 <laughs> All right. Do not forget. Do not forget we put out a new episode of the InSearch SEO Podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find the InSearch SEO Podcast on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on TuneIn, on Player FM, on wherever great podcasts are found. And, of course, you can find it on the Rank Ranger blog or and or you can subscribe on iTunes. Um, also, do not forget, we have the InSearch SEO Podcast Twitter page where we release exclusive 
content only found on Twitter. Those include Deep Thoughts by yours truly and bonus content from our guests. In this case, Ali Berry. Look for some juicy tidbits where I get to ask some personal, um, risque questions to our guests. That is going to start showing up on Twitter as of this week. We tested that with Simon Cox a couple weeks ago. Going forward every week, you will see a juicy tidbit, two juicy tidbits, bonus content from our interviews, risque questions only on Twitter. You can find that on Twitter. Our handle is um, at un, uh, at un, at insearch, at insearch underscore SEO. Uh, underscore, by the way, in case you don't know, is a dash thing, but it goes down. It's like lower than the dash underscore SEO. Yes, for all Thank you people you who don't know grammar. <laughs> oh, by the way, sign up for our newsletter. Great content. Hand-picked articles by yours truly. Uh, the top tweets I have seen throughout the week. We share them in a weekly newsletter, and you can see what's going on with the podcast as well. You can find the place to subscribe for the newsletter on the Twitter page. What a perfect world. Also in the blog post for the podcast on the Rank Ranger blog, I think. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. One more, one more piece of business. We have to push Rank Ranger, our host, our host company, Rank Ranger. How does it sound? How would it map? How would a map that shows you your visibility per location sound to you? How about a map that shows you how well each of your business listings are ranking? How does that sound to you? How does a map that shows you which markets for which keywords you are winning a featured snippet for. How does that sound? That sounds awesome because that is the awesome Geo Insights report only by Rank Ranger. Sign up for our 14-day free trial of Rank Ranger and test out all of our wonderful SEO digital marketing tools at rankranger.com. Thank that you. That was a nice I'm on a roll today. That was very nice. Yeah. I'm on it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been disco dancing. Freaking great show for you today. In case you can't tell, I'm super excited. Ali Berry, who I love, is back on the podcast. By the way, it was a little bit of a crazy interview. It was we did it in the height of COVID. We were both going crazy, and I was alcoholless. I did not have any like my stock was gone. I needed to replenish. So we we're both in a weird place. She's very awesome. By the way, she's part of the whole Carolyn Leiden crew. I like to call it. So shout out to Carolyn Leiden. It's like Nikki Mosier, I'm Ali Berry, Carolyn Leiden. Freaking love them. Follow them all on Twitter. Do that? Okay. Um, so we're going to get okay. really deep into new syndication and how that impacts SEO. There's a whole underbelly that you probably don't know about. I didn't know about it. It's very shady, very sketchy, really interesting stuff. Um, so it's kind of like cool to see what's going on behind the scenes there and what that means for your SEO. But before that, y'all saw what Google did, right? Right, Sapir? You saw it? Of course we did, Featured snippets scrolling for everyone because this is what's hot in SEO. Red Hots! Get your Red Hots here! Okay, so where do we stand, Sapir? Maybe catch people up. Where do we stand with this nonsense or greatness, however you want to interpret it? So, <laughs> to catch people on what the heck Morty is talking about, for the past year and a half, a mobile featured snippet when the URL was clicked on, will take you to the exact spot on page where the snippet's content came from. Google also highlights the content on the page used in the snippet in bright yellow. As of June 3rd, Google officially announced that this is now the case for all featured snippets, amp or not, and even on desktop. And I'm such an idiot. I am such an idiot, by the way. I'm a total idiot. Yeah, we already... Knew that, but what uh, made you I, uh, realize uh, it now? 
So I actually saw this like three days before Google announced it. It was like a Sunday. I was playing around, looking at feature snippets. I'm like, hey, oh. it's doing the scroll to text and highlight a yellow thing on desktop, and it's obviously oh. not AMP. I'm going to tweet this. I'm going to break this. I'm going to revel in all the glory. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll do it later. And I just totally forgot about it. Oh, no. <laughs> every every marketing bone what, in my body shame. hurts so bad right now. Don't worry, I'm sure you're going to break a new story sooner or later. You always I do. I can't tell if you're mocking me or encouraging me. Both. Okay, I'll take <laughs> Both. it. Both. Okay, so there's a, right. there's a lot to digest here. So let's, um, let's start with the user. Does this help the user? Does it help the user mm -hmm. that when they click on the feature snippet, instead of going to the top of the page, Google automatically whisk them away to the middle of the page wherever that content came from, wherever the snippet content came from, shows you the content from the featured snippet in yellow right there, right away. Is that good for the user? I think the answer is kind of obvious. I mean, of course. If they clicked on the featured snippet, it means that they saw the content that they're interested in. And, well, if it's highlighted, then all the better. It's going to save them so, the time. So, yeah, it could be it does that. Um, also, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Like, yeah, it's probably good for the user for the most part. Although, I saw um, a tweet from uh, Nino Netterman. Um, well, 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 I'm probably mispronouncing and botching that last time. I apologize. We will link to the Twitter profile, to the tweet, so you can see it there. Um, and he wrote, I felt rather disoriented when the automatic scrolling happened. I am used to starting at the beginning, not the middle. So, yeah, it could be helpful to the user. To get right to the point, they get scrolled right there, right there in yellow. But I agree, by the way, it does feel a little bit disorienting to like, whoa, where am I in this middle of this like massive piece of content? I guess I see your point, but maybe it just takes like a little bit of time to get used to it. Like how you eventually Hated got used that. to the new Twitter update. Hated that Twitter you know update. I mean? By the way, <laughs> yeah. But now you're used to it. Like I don't even, I don't even That's remember. That's true. The by the way, I am Twitter. stuck in a horrible, horrible Facebook right. test. I'm like a beta user for Facebook, which I hate Facebook. It's the worst. It's like, it's like imagine Twitter when they did their update that sucked and then you made it like <laughs> suck a million times more. That's what Facebook is doing right now to me. But yeah, okay. I, Right, right, but just like you just need to get used to it. But I don't like getting used. I I rather be annoyed about it. But eventually, I want to get used to it. I want to complain. Okay, okay. What good is it getting used to? Like it's ridiculous. You mean you want to be a mature adult person? Just like roll with the punches? That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Sheesh. Okay. No, but I I I tend to agree with you. Okay, I tend to agree with you. At the okay. same time, though, okay. the average person doesn't understand. Like we, we, we always as SEOs take some of like a very um, unique perspective because we understand what's happening. But but take grandma, okay? Grandma Beth, who my grandmother's name is not Beth. My grandmother's <laughs> name was Lucifer. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh my grandma, god! Grandma Beth clicks <laughs> on a featured snippet. She doesn't know what she's clicking on. Like why? Why all of a sudden is there yellow here? And when they click somewhere else, why is there no yellow here, Sonny? That's my old person impression. <laughs> okay, um, they don't understand what's happening. So that could be just sort of like, why do I get this scroll with the yellow thing going on one point and not at other times? Look, we get it. Oh, that's a feature snippet. You just clicked on uh, site links, but Grandma doesn't understand that. Right. I, I right, but I don't know, like. 
it's been happening for a while now. Like Google already implemented this change. That's a good question. A while ago, right? Like Don, D- Danny, Danny Sullivan said that they've done it regularly, regularly with AMP pages since December yeah, so 2018, like, why now? right? And don't forget, we also had. Do you remember we had that that video carousel update a while back? Uh, that if you click oh, on the, the time video, it's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the minute yeah. where it mentions. Right, it mentioned the content when, uh, that I you were agree. looking for. So. I it's agree. Like, people will get used to it. People will figure it out. People, maybe they've seen it on mobile. You're right. Maybe they've seen it on mobile. Maybe they haven't seen it. Grandma has not seen it on mobile. Grandma's still using a rotary phone. <laughs> you don't even know what a rotary phone is up here. I get it. That's where you turn it get with your finger. Right. She's she's using she's using the internet on you know on right. desktop and not mobile. Right. Okay, so she doesn't know. But I get you're probably right. right. Most people will get with the program. Fine. All right. right. At the same time, by the way, I I. I think that, okay, you have to realize that the fact that the user clicked on the feature snippet URL means what? Cricket? 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 It means they were not satisfied with the content, right? They weren't satisfied with the snippet itself. They wanted more, so they clicked the URL, which means you're taking them to the precise moment in in content time that they already saw, and they already don't need this. To sort of play devil's advocate. Yeah, but the related content is probably right next to that, it. That's true. Okay, that is interesting. So I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate here, right? So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna roll you're gonna you're gonna roll to the page and you're gonna see the same content you already saw in the snippet. You don't need that. That's why you clicked. You're probably right. It's probably near there, but maybe not. It might not be. If it's a long piece of content and it's a complicated answer, it might be like way above it. You might not know where the heck it is. That's probably, this is a side point. Like, this is probably not, like, the real reason why it's not good for users. It probably is good for users. I I will admit to it, okay? At the same time, however, there are, you need to realize, there are a ton of feature snippets that this is not applied to, like a list feature snippet, right? Because Google pulls a lot of these lists from the headers on the page. So what's Google going to do? Highlight the whole freaking page? Doesn't make any sense. Are we making a big deal out of nothing Why, because I'm upset? I'm always upset. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's a total game changer. Like, good oh, look, you're going right to right. that chunk of content, which means do not pass go, do not collect $200. With, prior to this, okay, think about this for a second. The user clicks on the feature snippet, they go to the top of the page, and they have to skim through your, your through your content. Like, wow, this person wrote awesome content. They are so awesome. They are so good. Look at the great content that these people put out. They're freaking awesome. Now they don't see that. They just go right to the little snippet and maybe read a line afterwards, a line before, and they're done. They don't see all of that. So they lose how authoritative and awesome you are, right? Also, before them, I get distracted. Like, oh, I'm looking for the answer, but it's not real. This is really interesting. Let me click on another article. That's not happening either anymore. Or, right, there's an ad. You're running AdSense on your page. People are advertising at the top of that page there, not seeing that anymore, not seeing the CTA you put there for yourself. They're not even seeing the logo, and this is probably the biggest thing, at the top of your page. Check that. Oh, Check that right. out. That's a big problem. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, marketers would have to think, like, how it also influences brand, brand awareness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yes. very, it's like the way we interpret feature snippet wins needs to be um, more nuanced and we need to be more careful about it and look at how it's affecting conversions. And then before we thought, okay, feature snippet is great for brand awareness, mm-hmm. brand identity, not the same way as before, in my opinion. By the way, Rich Tatum, friend of the podcast, friend of humanity, um, he said it's time for, it's time for <laughs> sticky headers on the top of your page with your logo. That's why when they get to that part of the page from the feature snippet, it, the, your, your, your header with your logo 
still shows up. Intriguing okay. idea, right? Very, very intriguing. Yeah, interesting. But that's what I mean. Like, you really have to start qualifying feature snippet traffic in new ways, which um, even that visibility and return for your brand awareness, not the same as it was before. Uh, I don't think people will convert in the same way. So I think as much as I'm being, you know, my typical annoying self, this is actually big. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, 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 right. it's a big move because Google's not just altering the SERP here. They're, they're like messing around with their website. I'm like, come on, is that okay? I was, by the way, I was thinking when when I ran this, when I was outlining this episode, should I do a pet peeve? Like, this is, should I run this as a pet peeve or should I run this like, hey, this is a hot topic in SEO. What segment should I do here? No one actually cares about what I'm talking about right now except for me. Right. But I was thinking, okay, right. <laughs> we should do a pet peeve because this is really annoying. Like, Google's doing some, like, you know, this is a little bit shady in a kind of, you know, sort of way. But I didn't. But you know what? I didn't run the pet peeve. But screw it, we're doing it live. Do it. This is another uh-huh. one of Morty's pet peeves. Roll the comedy music before the storm. Here we go. So I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's say some um let's say some very inventive tech engineer um made all of your site's pages show all of the content, no matter no matter what, no matter the font size, no matter um, the header, was it body text, nothing. All the text in your page, they screwed around with it without your permission and changed it from black to red. What would you call me, Sapir? What would I be? If I would uh, be a, no, a I'd be Google. I would literally be Google. What? <laughs> what are you talking it, about? You're, you're taking away my anger with your with your mockingness. Um, in this scroll to text <laughs> highlight thing. Google is taking pages that uh-huh. do not belong to them and adding a highlight that you might not want users to see. I, I, I've thought of the most absurd example of this, like how this can actually change your, your website's business around. And so it's a little bit absurd, but follow me here for a second, okay? Maybe you're selling to colorblind people. Okay. Okay? No, for real. Maybe you are. I don't know. Like maybe you're colorblindpeople.com. And having the highlight there is hard okay. for people... To see who have colorblind to see, I don't know. I know there's like all different times of colorblindness and all different shades of color people can or cannot see. So I have no idea if yellow was one of them or not. But in theory, right? So someone who's colorblind sees the feature snippet, goes to your website, sees the yellow, and think, and they think you are a jackass. I can't see this highlight. It's screwing with me. Why are you screwing with me? You're trying to sell to me. Now I understand that's an absurd case. But yeah, you could probably think of other cases where Google messing around with the formatting of your page changes things around for you that you might not want to be changing or changed around. It's a, it's a Google cross a line here, and it's not a good thing. By the way, I don't think Google crosses line on purpose. They are not evil. They are not webmongers. They are not whatever you will, other horrible thing you want to call them. I don't think they thought this through. They thought, hey. Like Google sometimes, I think we give them too much credit for being too smart. I think here they thought, hey, great for the user, and done. I don't think they thought of like, hey, you know what? We're messing around with people's websites, and do we have permission to actually do this or not? But you don't, and I'm not. I don't think yeah. it's okay. I think that was a. I think that's a problem, and I think I think it's going to be hard to walk that back, slippery slope kind of thing. And that's my pet peeve, and I'm still angry. About okay, it. wow. It's not kosher. Yeah, you sound. Pretty angry. <laughs> I, but I sound angry all the time. That's my thing. Okay. I'm angry New Yorker. Uh, right. 
All right, so with, right. That, with, okay. with that piece of news that I'm always angry, let's get to some real news. Not the news with Sapir, but news syndication, content syndication, the dark underbelly of content syndication, because here's another interview coming at you. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an in-search interview. Welcome to another In Search SEO podcast interview session. Today we have our second second timer. She's an author, hiker, and all-around adventurer. She even bakes banana bread in a freaking crock pot. She is the SEO director of The Motley Fool. She is the one, the only, Allie Berry. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me again. It's awesome. I love having you again. Yeah. I told you last time. Like, come on again. Here we are. Um, now, we're what? in the middle of the whole COVID-19 thing. So what's really pertinent to me is how the hell did you bake a banana bread in a crock pot? <laughs> well, it's the same ingredients as if you were going to bake it in an oven. Um, so I actually did one one loaf in the oven and one in the crock pot and then taste tested right, I saw that. Was it the same? That's, that's Better? where we are. That's where um, we are. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> it's true, right? Like, we have lots of time suddenly. Um, no, it. I don't know if I would say it's better. It. You can get bread to be a little bit more moist if you do the crock pot be- Whereas, like, if you leave something in the oven a little bit too long, it's going to, like, it's going to be a lot crispier right. around the edges and stuff. So, like, I don't know. I think that the craft pot cooks it a little bit more evenly. Um, and it's just cool to be able to do that. So, it, there's really not a whole lot to it um, other than, like, you put it in the bread pan, you make it the same way, put a paper towel over it, and then cook it on high for, like, I think three or four hours. I've just never seen anything not liquidy in a crock pot before. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. By the way, it's, it's, it's bedtime of- here, so if you hear like kids going crazy or bananas, no pun intended, um, ah. that's what that's the reality of COVID-19 and being quarantined at home and doing this at home at bedtime. So it's going to be nuts. Yeah, and I'm going to lose my shit at a certain point. Um, Perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where the hell were we? Oh, yeah. We're doing a podcast. Um, we're talking about syndication, and there's a whole... Okay. I actually wrote this down because I was going to forget. Let's talk about syndication, how it works. Um, maybe let's explain it, like the heck syndication is, how it works, and what the implications are for SEO. Um, just sort of get everybody on the same page. I have those all written down in case you forget the order. It's what is content syndication, how does it work, and what does that have to do with SEO? Sure. Yeah. Um, honestly, before I started working on The Motley Fool, content syndication was a mystery to me, too. Um, it's So it's a distribution strategy, essentially. Um, and it, it really only works if you are a website publisher, like if you're producing enough content each day that would get another publisher interested in you. Um, so what you're essentially doing is you're borrowing another publisher's traffic um, and you are sending them content that they are then putting up on their site. Um, but it's different than guest posting because with guest posting, only one one of those sites would host the content. With syndication, you are the original hoster of said content. And they are essentially posting a duplicate version on their site. Um, so it's a little bit more complicated from the SEO perspective. And, you know, when you hear about it at first, you're like, oh, God, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Um, but there are there's pros, there's cons and there's neutrals to it. Um, basically, like in order to do syndication, you need to have a partnership with another publisher. Um, so it's not something that like if you started a site yesterday, you could just do. 
um, you need to have a very established website yourself. Um, it needs to be authoritative. You need to have enough of an audience that like another publisher would be interested in working with you. And ideally, you and that publisher should have enough overlap in your audience that your content's going to resonate with theirs. Um, otherwise, why on earth would they want to publish your content if it doesn't do anything for them? Um, so it's it's interesting because the, the syndication partner is also interested in growing their site and growing traffic and conversion as well. So you both are kind of trying to accomplish the same thing with your content. And so that's how it gets a little complicated sometimes. And you're always going to do this and go into it with a contract. Um, and you need to establish like parameters that you're both comfortable with. Um, so things like <clears throat> a canonical tag seems like a no-brainer. Right. Um, but sometimes that might come up in a negotiation or, you know, maybe you're only going to syndicate the beginning of an article or something, or, um, maybe it would be amazing if you could find a partner out there who is like, yeah, we'll give you a meta no index tag. That's great. Um, but that would be the ideal scenario for you because obviously then yours is only, the only one that's going to index. Um, so you're still getting traffic from that site, but you're not necessarily like, you're not going to have any like competition with them over rank. Um, yeah, so there's a, a lot thing, of different like right because you're competing yeah. it's your content and it's their content it's the same content and you're sort of like competing with each other even though you're not which is kind of weird it's super weird yeah it's very complicated and so it's interesting because you know we can get into this in a little bit but like google has come out like danny sullivan with like recommendations for publishers of like if you're going to syndicate like you should request this this and this and it's like yeah you should but like from the other the syndication partner standpoint, why on earth would they do that? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's finding that middle ground where everyone is okay. And then if, if, if you don't think the partnership is okay and it's like, it's actually hindering you, um, then you need to walk away from it. <clears throat> are there like, so. you no, know, I, I, there are definitely a lot of technical SEO problems that come up, mm -hmm. right? There's the whole duplication sure. of content. There's the canonicalization. Um, just what are some of the major things that you've run into over time with this? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just how a much few. time do we have? I, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> no, I know. Like so, I mean, <clears throat> the biggest one for us has been uh, the canonical tag. And um, there was an article published in September 2019 that, Yahoo Finance was stealing a lot of people's traffic yeah, I saw that. Um, from syndication. And it's actually, I'm really glad that, that 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 got published because we were experiencing the same thing at the same time and wondering if we were alone. And it is one of those things where, as a company, we're not super vocal in the like SEO community at like, you know, we don't, we're not, it's tough because you don't want to like share too much with competitors, but at the right. same time, we're all having the same problems. And so it was helpful to have a conversation with a couple other finance people and be like, oh, we're all in this together. Um, but like, so Yahoo Finance still won't give a canonical tag. And so it became a thing of, we were seeing consistently that they were outranking us. Mm -hmm. um, it was about, I think it was, I have the numbers. I think it was around 65, 60 to 65% of the time they would rank um, either above us or in place of us. With your content. Uh, with our content. Right. Um, and it was in top stories, but it was also in regular results as well after like that period of top stories kind of had passed. Yeah. Um, so then like that's a huge issue because obviously they're taking our traffic. Um, it still could come back to our site. There's links in the articles that come back to us. But what's been interesting about that is, you know, we have a message at the end of all of our articles that's like, you know, we are the original source of this article and like a link back to it. That wasn't effective enough. Um, right. So, you know, we, for 
a time have not been syndicating to Yahoo Finance until we can get a contract together that we're all more comfortable wow, with. Wow, that's serious. That's for, it is, that's for and real. it's a big deal. And it is. And, like, SEO is one piece of the pie, but, like, you know, we have, we're a publisher, right? We have a ton of people on our staff. We have somebody who is, like, doing all of the partnership relationship stuff. It's more of a business development type role. I mean, that's money like, lost. It's money lost. Um, you know, they're an audience that's valuable to us. So, yeah, it's money lost. It's conversions potentially lost because you have to kind of look at it from is this more valuable organically yeah. Or, or, yeah, or here. And so, right. yeah, those are tough decisions. And it's not, it always sounds super simple when people are publishing about this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, you know, like everyone gives the SEO perspective, but. The reality is there's a ton of people involved in this process and like developers and feeds and like all of it that it, it's not as simple as just like making the right SEO decision. It's like, what is the right business decision here? Have you sat in on those meetings where they decided, okay, we're going to either syndicate to Yahoo or we're going to stop? I haven't. Um, I'm curious, I mean, what goes into I'm not sure it was so much a meeting as it was like, hey, FYI, like escalating. Here, right. here are the numbers in terms of how often we're getting outranked and like, are we okay with this? And then it the president of our company and decided no he was not okay with it and has an seo background himself too That's cool. so like has that lean mm-hmm. um but yeah so i i'm not sure it was necessarily a meeting at all but if, if it was i was I was not there <laughs> anyway, it's just it's just, it just it's fascinating to me this whole underbelly the whole underbelly in general of, of the news publishing world that you don't really see there's so yeah. much depth there and so much going on there it's really interesting to sort of unearth it um, what what go? I was just wondering what goes into that decision. Like, how do you weigh that? Because yeah, you might have your immediate loss of, of finances from coming in from say the syndicate in this case Yahoo, but you have like mm-hmm. a long term thing. Of, wow, we get so much visibility, we get so much notoriety, we get so much whatever because we're on freaking Yahoo. Yeah, totally. I mean, God, it's so complicated because it's not even just like the conversion so much as it's like we also get links from this. Right. So even if the syndication partner themselves don't link to you know, our, or they know follow links is the more common practice there. Um, because the content gets out to so many people, you'll see like journalists will pick up something and link back to the original source. And, you know, they totally got to it because we had so much reach with the story um, that you, you do like, we have a domain authority of 91 and like very awesome. little effort when it went into that over, you know, 15 How did you years get that Google metric of domain authority to be so high? I'm joking. Oh, I know, right? Right. <laughs> and we can talk about whether or <laughs> not, not all of this that is counted. <laughs> Let's like, not go down that rabbit I mean, hole. the reality is, I mean, we have a very natural link profile, and it's because... Yeah, we do the same thing. We're not... We're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. We both spilled our so, beans now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing to say about the Yahoo thing is that we made it, we did a lot of experiments before we pulled the plug on them that I forgot about. Oh, cool. One of the things I wanted yeah. to ask you about, because I... I feel like this is like sort of like when this became into focus, at least, at least for me, when syndication came into focus was Google's original reporting algorithm preference, whatever you want to call it. Original reporting preference, we'll call it. And it almost felt like there was a glimmer of hope for you in that. That it, like you're going to get the original reporting, you're going to be ranked number one because you're the original syndicate, original content creator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what, what, um, what happened? What happened? So something that's interesting about I'm all for the original reporting update. Um, I have not seen it work, but um, in theory, it's it's good. Um, what's interesting is that when this whole like syndication kind of thing came up in terms of like, hey, why is Yahoo Finance outranking all of the original content if you did this update a month ago? 
Um, and Danny Sullivan did make a statement, and I wrote this down because it's pertinent to what we're talking about here. Um, Google search liaison Danny Sullivan responded on Twitter, if people deliberately choose to syndicate their content, it makes it difficult to identify the originating source. That's why we recommend the use of canonical or blocking. The publisher syndicating can require this. So <clears throat> it also says, this affects both news and web results, Sullivan said. In fact, the original reporting algorithm update has not yet rolled out to Google News. It's just for web search currently. That's kind of like, so, I mean, almost like silly. Like the whole point would be for news content. I mean, we benefited sometimes, so that was great for one of our two blog posts. Yeah, exactly. The point reporting, reporting right, the word, right. indicates news. So if it hasn't rolled out to news, then it's it's no good. And I feel like honestly, you're splitting I, hairs there. Reporting you're news. You're totally split. Uh-huh. Right. You're splitting hairs entirely. And so the top stories, um, you know, carousel, is basically, it's coming from, like, it's the Google News algorithm. It's right. not the regular web algorithm. And so, and everything we were seeing, like, Google really struggles with the recency stuff and getting the original stuff to show up. And I think what might be happening is because the syndication partner publishes second, their stuff is more recent. And if recency is the biggest piece of the algorithm for Google News, that might be part of it. But that's, that's a theory. That's mind-numbing. I remember when this came out, I asked you, because I knew yeah. nothing about syndication. And I, I, yeah. I asked you, how long does it take to go from you produce the content to a partner picks it up? Mm-hmm. And it's not immediate, right? It's not. It can be. So what happens is we publish, and it goes into a feed. And actually, what one thing we did experiment with at a, for a time was, should we be delaying our feeds? And so we did experiment with delaying our feeds 30 minutes. So we'd publish and then it wouldn't go to the partner until 30 minutes later or two hours. I think we went as far as four hours. Um, we can't control when the partner picks it up from there. Most of them are pretty quick. So know that like if we were actively delaying it, we were at least saying there is at least, you know, whatever, two hours between when we publish and when they publish. We thought that would be enough time. Almost all of our partners give us a canonical tag. Yahoo is one of the few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had one partner for a while who gave us a canonical and did all of the SEO things and would still occasionally outrank us. So, like, it's not perfect, um, especially when it comes to, like, the Google News algorithm. I think the web algorithm is a lot better. Yeah, the news algorithm kind of sucks. It still sucks. Yeah. Now you can type in like important yep. news and you get all these results back that have – I've been bitching about this for, for years already. In the title, like it has to say important news and then it'll rank. So it could be from like KT231 in Kansas and not The Motley Fool because they wrote important news in the title. Yep. That's terrible. Yeah. I It's interesting. And some partners do change up headlines. So, you know, we'll send them all of – the content and the format that they wanted and all of that. But um, we have seen, especially with Yahoo, we were studying pretty closely, like how do you even monitor when people are outranking you? Because it's not as simple as you'd think to be able to track that. So we were like searching for our exact match headlines and finding that sometimes they're changing our headlines. So then it was like, so then we started searching for our disclaimer at the bottom and that was a much more effective way to find everything. And so like even being able, yeah, so if a, if a partner is changing a headline too, which it's in their right to do, they can do whatever they want. Um, but does Google it, know it, this? Does you would go, think like, so. You would think, right? They should. 
They, yeah, they know you the article written by it doesn't say it's written by you know so and so. It's written by whoever wrote it originally, and it's usually yeah. you know you know when you read something from the AP, and ABC mm-hmm. News picks it up, it'll say written by you know Amy Cohen at AP News. So what, just look at the author. I know. I don't. That's what I don't get. Like, why are you? Why are you focused so much on the canonicalization when there's so many other ways you can pull this out? The time it was released, the author, the eh, eh, all this stuff. I don't get it. Yeah, I would love to understand it too. I. It would be nice if we had a liaison who specialized in news Ooh. from Google. That would be that would be very helpful. That would be nice. Somebody wanted to. Maybe you can get someone else from Search Engine Land to quit Search Engine Land and then go to Google and do that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, well, we'll talk it, to Barry Schwartz it, about it, it. It is a bit of a mystery, honestly, like the whole Google News side of things. Um, there isn't, if there are a lot of experts out there, they're pretty quiet. Um, and even just things like there's two, there were two different publisher centers and like how do you even get into that whole game? Like it is complicated. Um, and I, I feel like it's a piece of SEO that just doesn't get talked about as much. So I was going to ask you, like, are you having any issues being outranked for your own content? But c- clearly, yes. Clearly, there are plenty we, of issues. We, well, and so everything that I am talking about is from somewhere between July and, like, September. Um, but Yahoo Finance was our, our biggest part, like, problem. And we have stopped syndicating for a time and are still figuring out when we're going to go back with them. So I don't have great data to say yes, like, it's still happening because we kind of took care of. No, I mean, I'm, you, I, you can do a simple search and see if it's still happening. Go take, go to the over AP, yeah. pull a title, search for it, and see where they rank. Although they don't canonical use, yeah. use Reuters because they don't canonic, they don't, they don't ask for the canonical back, which is interesting, in its own right. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me. Um, oh. thank you. <laughs> matter of fact, I want to edit it out. Quote. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to ask you, like, so, you, so we're talking about Yahoo, you're talking about the contracts, and I'm sure there's a ton of, of legalese that neither of us understands. But I'm just curious, like, can't you do some legal kung fu that would get Yahoo to say you have to canonicalize and point it back to us? No. Isn't that like, they, don't not a norm? To, they don't have to. They don't, they don't have to do anything. I mean, in the end of the day, they don't have to take syndicated content. Um, it's really, it's on them to figure out like, what is the right strategy for Yahoo? How much content do you need? Can you find publishers who are willing to, you know, go with your terms? Um, honestly, if you don't have somebody who's advocating for the SEO side, it's pretty easy to just go ahead with whatever the partner wants and do it. And you might not even notice that anything's happening. So, um, and honestly, I think a, a lot, I would imagine that a lot of syndication partnerships and stuff are, are done, handled by business development teams more than anything else. Um, so, so no, they don't have to do anything and like we don't have to do anything. And that's, I think that's what's interesting is like Danny Sullivan saying, you know, you should require your partners to block or, or canonicalize. And it's like, okay, we could take that hard stance. We probably should. Um, but then yeah. it's like, what are we, what are we losing? And it's, you know, pieces beyond it's the brand awareness piece it's the audience building piece it's all of that and so i think it just comes back to like your content strategy and, and what makes sense for you doesn't that, doesn't google doing this sort of put smaller publishers does he have you know gargantuans like yahoo whatever at a disadvantage because yahoo's like yeah well we're doing whatever we want because we're yahoo so screw you 
So who's at a disadvantage? The smaller publishers. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, the flip side is it would be an interesting content strategy if you were only partnering up with very, very relevant sites to you that are smaller. You could probably, you'd probably have more leverage to get them to do what you want right. because your brand is helping them grow. Um, so it, it could. I guess it depends on from the people who are publishing the content to be syndicated what our strategies are and what we want. So I'm, I'm curious, if, what have you tried to do to fix all of this? Has anything worked? Is, is there anything to do or are you just sort of like, well, screw it? Well, I talked about delaying feeds. Um, so that was one thing we did try to see. Like, I mean, and it was an interesting experiment, right? How valuable is a canonical tag in reality? Can we get this to fix without it? Because if we can, that kind of proves that the canonical tag is, is not as valuable as Google makes it sound. Um, by delaying, let's see... With a two-hour delay, we ended up ranking, outranking Yahoo for our own stuff like forty-five oh, percent cool. of the time, which is better than, you know. Does that last? Uh, did yeah, that last? I, yeah. Okay. It, it. Yeah. I mean, we were mainly just monitoring from the top stories perspective, but it only gets better with time because the canonical tag will start to, um, actually work. I suspect that maybe it's just not getting picked up fast enough or something. I'm not. I don't know. This that's, is that's, speculation. That's, that's what Nobody's sucks about it. No, me. right. No one knows anything. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, what so would Google lose by we... telling you guys, by the way? I don't know. It would It would be very helpful just to understand that. You're not like some kind of like spammy casino site. No. It's, we're, we're talking not. about news publishers. I know. I don't know. Maybe I have too much faith in news publishers. I think we might. I mean, yeah. And we could talk about how do you define a news publisher another time. That's a good point. Because, um, I mean, it is kind of broad and we're more of a news analysis publisher, right. but that's, that's a story for another Okay, so another I, didn't mean, day. I didn't mean to interrupt um, your, uh, your, your fixes. Yeah, so delaying feeds, it was a little bit effective. It wasn't effective enough for us, what we wanted. Um, we added language to the bottom of all of our content, citing us as a, the original source, like making that an explicit callout. Um, I would say that that was not really effective. Um, but it was sucks. a really effective, it was an effective way for us to f- track, like to find all of our content. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so search for that exact phrase. That's good good for brand building. I wonder if that's good. Great. This whole thing, by the way, makes yeah. you wonder if like, even if just a Yahoo is not con- you know, pointing back to you and they're outranking you, but does Google still pick you up from an entity perspective? Like, okay, so the Motley Fool is one of these feeder entities who's super authoritative and super awesome because they're feeding Yahoo News. I I would assume so. I, I don't know how you could possibly argue something different. There's the brand building perspective, and then there's also just the amount of links that you can acquire naturally by just having your stuff everywhere, um, and then other people picking it up and other people picking it up. And like, I mean, we've that that seems to work well. Say so. Um, yeah, I would say that from that perspective, it's absolutely helpful. It's complicated. It's very complicated. Um, any other fixes or did I interrupt you at the end? No, other than trying to go back to the partner and renegotiating terms. Right. That's that's really all. The all legal can... kung fu. <laughs> legal kung fu, legal yeah. Kung fu. Or just, you know, cut the cut the feed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a bad child, just cut them off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and partners can do it to you too. Like it has yeah. may, or, may, or, may or may not happen recently. Like if you send enough content with like errors or something's, breaking on on the partner side they might just stop you for a little bit a good <laughs> so point. Can, word, word to yeah. anybody out there not checking your grammar 
<laughs> not even grammar, but just like, hey, there's like broken a broken link in here or something, you know, whatever. If we're giving them things that are going to make their site worse. See, I never thought that make, that makes a ton of sense. I never even thought about it. I've, I like, I'm not a syndication person. I wish I were. I wish people were syndicating my stuff, but they're not. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I will get there one day. No, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good point. I totally never even thought of that. Wow. Look at that. So what, you know, let me, let me ask you this then. Like, what advice would you give to somebody who, who's trying to, to syndicate their content? Being that I am not the person to do this because I don't even know that you should check your links because you've broken links means broken link in their page too. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think that you need a really good strategy before you set out on this path. Um, I would not say that this is a super easy path to start. Forging relationships with partners is extremely time consuming and um, you're going to get a lot of no <laughs> for a while. Um, they want to work with brands they already know and trust and, you know, so, I mean, depending on who you're going with, um, I will say that there, there does seem to be potential for websites that are closely aligned with yours. Um, and it doesn't have to be syndication. It could also just be the, the old guest post, you know, type thing, like a guest column, something like finding ways to partner with sites that really truly do make sense for your brand, I think can go a long way. Um, whereas like, Unless you're really doing the news or something that's very broadly focused, like finance is something that touches everybody, um, it, it's probably not going to make sense to try to go to the big Yahoo's yeah. and MSNs and AOLs of the world, which do exist, believe it or not, still. And there are lots of people who read them. Really? And they, they tend to skew, as you would imagine, older. Um, and if that's the <laughs> that's audience you are trying to reach, then like it's a good tactic. Hey, if you're the AARP. Um, <laughs> exactly and like there are plenty of sites out there that would be a really great partnership um, totally the so I, AOL was, was like still existed at all mm-hmm. that's sad well and when you like look at a homepage of like a Yahoo or an MSN or an AOL or whatever like the majority of it is content that's been syndicated yeah I mean so. the majority of content if you go to like you know click on world news on you know CBS news it's, it's all coming mm-hmm. from Reuters in, in the AP yep absolutely it so, almost seems like I mean, syndication is like a formalized version of like a link building campaign. It kind of is, except that you're going to get a lot of no follows in the process <laughs> and stuff, which, you know, and even how that is looked at by Google has changed recently. And so, you know, they could decide that they're going to weigh that as a followed link. Right. I don't know. Right, there you, go. You, you know, I, I can say that even if it doesn't look like it's helping it, just the amplification effect absolutely is helping. Yeah. So. Awesome. Since I have you here, and since you're an SEO news person, which I think is so rare and so cool. Um, then you're like, it's so cool. It's not so cool. It's cool. I don't. I don't even know if I'm a news person, but yes, we, we publish at a at a higher cadence. Sure. You're talking like with Yahoo Finance. Like you guys are. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> we are. Yeah, as an organization. You sure. as yeah. a large organization. <laughs> the you know the the they. I'm wondering there's a whole recent issue, recent relative to the time we're recording this, of Google um, saying that, yeah, we're still going to show paywall content with, uh, within the news results in the top stories carousel. And I know there's pushback to, like, why should Google do that if you can't actually access the news? Why should it rank? I'm just kind of curious what you think about that. I think it's complicated. Um, it depends. Good answer. As a con- yeah. Well, I didn't say it depends. You did. Sorry. Um <laughs> I said it's complicated okay. because it is. That's because a, the, rea- okay. Sorry, no. the reality of ne- the reality of news today and journalism today is that they are 
they are drowning and they need help and they need they need people to pay for their content to stay afloat and I, I understand that and empathize with that. And there have been times recently where I have landed on a news article and wanted to read it bad enough to pay for the, the, the source. And right. I feel happy to do that in this, this weird time that we live in, especially. So I, I think if you take away all of the content behind a paywall, you're not going to have much left. Um, and so I think this is kind of the reality that we are, are in today and that we should all be paying for the news. That's a new thought. I mean, how's that? I don't know, because that, that, it, I hear, I, but that sounds like someone that someone who works for SEO for a for a news website would say. But I hear that. No, but, I mean it, it's absolutely true. Journalists are getting cut everywhere. No, it's all a mess. It's a total like, mess. I agree. It's, it's a total it's, mess. It's, yeah, and I think the answer is that we actually we pay for it, right? Because it's you know we don't want it to be a in the United States we do not want it to be government run. Right. I think we're. We I mean, that's a whole problem now in France. Up. Right. Yeah. That's like. I mean, I don't. That's interesting to me because, like, I don't. I might just sort of bring that in. So France or the EU ruled that in France, I don't. Maybe I have that backwards. That Google's going to have to pay for any content, news content that it shows on on the server within Google News. But what I find interesting is that if you're if you're not paying walling the content, so you're making it public for everybody, but Google, and that's sort of a contradiction. And the other side, if you are paying walling it. So then Google does bringing you potential users who will pay for your content. So what are you upset about? Like, I don't understand it. Hmm. I can't understand why you'd be mad at Google giving you traffic. Yes, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, that's. You're not paywalling it. So what are you. That's your fault for not paywalling it. So what are you upset about? And if you're paywalling it, then what are you upset about? Like, either way, I don't get what everybody's upset about. Well, and if you're not paywalling it, like, what a great lead gen opportunity, right? Yeah. So, like, you have your free content, you have a great call to action that gets people into your funnel. Like, that's, that's like, the like, dream, man. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, I'm like scratching my head about this. I just don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't, that's what right. I mean. Like, there's so much going on here. So, like, what what the hell's going on? It's all I a mess. Know. I think pe- people are just angry. People are ang- that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. And that's behind everything. People are just angry. People are just angry. And There's a lot to be do something to frustrated satisfy that with anger. It right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, here's something tangible I can throw some anger at today. <laughs> why, why don't you just drink your anger away, which would be the better idea? Less harmful. The only one you're hurting is yourself and your liver. <laughs> I mean... Seems more sensible to me. That's, that's what you and I are doing. <laughs> right. No, I'm not, because my, my order of whiskey didn't arrive yet. <laughs> Dying. This is how you need to live in America, man. Right. <laughs> Although I can't say it's much better here. I had my, my liquor order canceled too. <laughs> well, we have toilet paper, so. That. What's yeah, up? That's it. We have no eggs. I don't know why that is. I don't know why you have toilet paper and we have no eggs, but hey. I guess you care more about what like, dealing it on the way out and we're more concerned about what's going in. That's all I can True. figure. <laughs> That's an image. Okay. <laughs> this is international relations at its finest. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you're locked away for, I don't know how many weeks it is, too many. So, yeah. it's time for that part of the show where we give you um, a fun little question. It's called Optimize It or Disavow It. It's where I give you two, you've already done this, but in case you're a first-time listener, um, I'm going to give you two options, or either two crappy options, and you're stuck, you know, two crappy options. No one wants to choose one crappy option over another, or two really good options, and you're stuck choosing one good option 
over another good option. So this is the Alleyberry version of Optimize It or Disavow It. So since we're talking about syndicated content, I have a conundrum for you. What would you rather? Of course, it's a conundrum for me, but for you, it's probably really easy. Um, you have your you have your content; it gets syndicated on a really, really awesome website, like you know CBS News or Yahoo, whatever is syndicating you, but you're not getting the rankings that you want. Or you have some crappy partner, you know, when you know Bumblebee, or wherever, who's syndicating your content, and you're you know they're nobody from nowhere, but they're syndicating you and your ranking well for the queries that relate to that article. Which would you rather? You're looking at me like I'm nuts. I don't really like either scenario. <laughs> um, can I just about both? <laughs> sure. It's a free country, just... free world, so, sometimes. <laughs> kind of free, not really. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. You can but, but, but explain, but explain why you play both. They're not good. Having my content syndicated on a crap uh, website, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, right. <laughs> um, where my site ranks, like, well, then why wouldn't I just kill that feed? Because why, why not syndicate somewhere crappy? I, I do fine on my own, thank you. And then, I, I mean, syndicating to the elite of the elite is fine as long as it converts well um, and, you know, whatever. But otherwise, I would just assume not. I, I, I would like to rank my, our own site. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I think it, it depends. It depends. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it depends at all. I think I would take. I think I'd probably take the elite of the elite if I had to choose. Okay, so no, um, I don't. No one likes crap what value. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, maybe it's like a stepping stone. You know, the the Bumblebee Kansas. I always pick on Kansas. I don't know why. Kansas is probably. I've never been there. You've never of, been to Kansas? No, I mean, I'm from New York. I've been to like New Jersey, Connecticut, New it's England. Such a New Yorker thing to say. It's like. such a New. I know. My <laughs> wife makes fun of me all the time. She's from Maryland. She's like, why? New York's not the center of the world. I'm like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> like i'm from new york i haven't been 400 miles in any other direction my, my father my father's like such a brooklyn person he's like he's been in brooklyn and like the catskills and like that's it nothing else wow. exists okay so this is like a slow generational thing i think yeah i've expanded you know i've been to i've been to washington yeah. you know i've been to indiana i've been to indiana i've been to indiana yeah my stepbrother's from there so i've been to indiana oh. indiana a few times random okay. yeah I was actually impressed by Indiana because you can go downtown. The first time it's ever happened to me. You go downtown and there's nothing there. Like, there's nobody there. I'm like, wh- where are we? This is Market Square. I'm like, really? Where are the people? I don't understand. <laughs> this is why New York is the center of the world. Anyway. There's a really great bar in Indianapolis called the Slippery Noodle. I highly recommend it. <laughs> That's totally random. How do you know that? <laughs> I've only been there once, twice. I've driven through a bunch. I lived in Chicago for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's not that far away. Right. But, um, I've stopped over in Chicago on the way to Indiana. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is a city you would probably you would enjoy. There's, I mean, in normal times, there's like right. people walking around. Lots of them. I also, um, li- I also like the whole like accent, the Chicago thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good accent. Yep. People Good are accent. Rude. Good people. People. You right. Feel at home. Right in. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. We can continue about rant about Middle America forever, but um, I don't want to piss off my audience of Middle America, all three people. <laughs> See, I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little concerned about some of this. <laughs> a little edgy today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're not live. We'll have to edit some of this out at some point. Um, that said, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Um, 
again, we're in the middle of COVID while we're recording this, so stay healthy, stay inside, and I hope your liquor lasts. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Same to you. I hope you get your liquor. Thank you. Very I appreciate much. that. Take care. Yeah. You too. And we are back to your regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. It is so fat because there's so much underbelly to this whole news content, content syndication thing. That no one knows about. Like, did you? I had no idea until I asked Ali, like, how long it takes for syndication to be picked up. No one knows that. So it's really cool to hear that. By the way, since then, I have a new stock of alcohol, so I'm feeling much Uh better. Yeah. Just in case you wanted to know that. Yeah, I. I, But I I told you anyway. (laughs) Yeah, and and (laughs) look, I think you should care because you like margaritas, disco dancing, and other. um, What are the other things I'll tell you? Oh, and link building. (laughs) I'm not going to stop till you get right, married. Thank you, Morty. You have to get married. How can you Shonda? How can you not oh, get married? Wow. Oh, terrible. God. Okay. Ridiculous. Wow. There's some guilt for you from my grandmother. Anyway, let's get to the news. Anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, Sapir, could you yeah. please hit it with the news? Yet another bug prevented fresh content from being indexed by Google. The good news is that the bug was fixed. It's like weird. Maybe the last year and a half, there's been so many Google bugs. And yeah. it's just funny that like no one's like pinned them. Yeah. It's like, hey, wait, guys, like what the hell's going on here? Come on. Right. Someone do that. Oh, well. I would like to hear the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Morty. Let's move on. Big Webmasters tool is now giving you amazing link data. With it, you can have a look at any site's backlink profile. Yeah, so Bing's running all these like free tools for SEOs now. There's, a, there's another one they released. It's an interesting little strategy going on here. Yeah. Like, hey, Bing, Bing's like getting, hey, let's get us enticed with some free SEO tools. I think it's interesting. And I think I'll talk about more of this in a deep thought on Twitter. So look for it on Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Google has shaking up its staff. Some big names, some familiar names at Google, now have new roles. For example, Ben Gomez is no longer the head of search, but he's taking up projects related to Google Scholar, etc. We'll link to the article on this so you can see who's where and who's not where anymore. <sighs> I'm sorry. I was yawning because I don't care. <laughs> oh, I, I noticed. Thank you. I wow, wasn't a, okay. In case you were wondering, it wasn't a real yawn. That was a fake on the show that I was bored. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for uh, yeah, <sighs> explaining that. I'm sorry, you were talking? Uh, okay. Lastly, Brody Clark. Friend of the show. Seems to have Friend of the show, Brody oh, Clark. Yeah, right. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, seems to have found cases of rich results based on, the, on schema showing up on the SERP for a site's homepage. Right, so this is interesting. Is it a bug? Is it not a bug? I don't think it's a bug. I think it makes sort of sense. Like, you can have an FAQ on your homepage, and it could show up. Why not? I mean, traditionally speaking, those kind of pages were a little bit spammy, and Google kind of knows that. But in theory, it is possible. So maybe it's a new trend. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Are you done? That's it. Oh, that's it. You're done. Okay. Yeah. How am I supposed to know that? (laughs) I said lastly. I totally forgot you said that. You did say that. I totally forgot. (laughs) Wait, wait. No, I'm such an idiot. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And with that, thank you for the news. (laughs) With that, thank you for the news. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. (laughs) 
Oh wow! And that's Thanks. why someone <laughs> someone should should find you on LinkedIn under Sapir Carabella. Oh, sell up. you some links. Thank you, disco dancing. <laughs> Buy you a margarita. Uh, that would be the sweetest gesture. It would be trying to sell me something. Yeah. Disco dancing and margaritas. <laughs> With that, we are now brought to the pinnacle of the program: the fun. Yep. SEO send off question. This is a great question this week, Sapir. I really like this question. Yeah. As it's controversial. Yeah, really? yeah it's controversial. <laughs> it's 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 appropriate. It's practical. <laughs> Love this question. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this week we're asking, what's Google's favorite pizza topping? And also, is Google Pro pineapple on pizza? Oh, that's the it's it's, it's that's amazing. That's a life changing question. Uh, do you do you like pineapple on your pizza? Up here? No, I think it's disgusting. Oh my god, you ruined it! I thought you were gonna say yes. <laughs> I was gonna be so excited. Of course you not. have good taste. I, of course not. I don't know how people eat it. I'm so sorry to the people who like oh pineapple. Oh my god! Pizza. First off, so Sapir likes pizza, disco I... dancing, and she likes pineapple pizza. When you when you approach her on no, LinkedIn ew. to take her out on a date, <laughs> ask her, "Hey, you want to get some pineapple pizza?" It would be an immediate block. If someone would ask me, pineapple pizza is the first off. Pizza. Google's favorite topping is pineapple. No, because it is, it is the pineapple. best topping on a pizza. What? Oh, oh, by Lord, the way, so pineapple pizza with Tabasco that. sauce is so good. Do you put Tabasco sauce on your pizza? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I like. I That's like really good. Yeah. Also, eggplant pizza. Have you ever had eggplant pizza? Though. Eggplant? Yeah, no. like fried eggplant on pizza. Okay. Also, I love it's, it's like a carbohydrate nightmare. Like it will literally give you diabetes. Is um, mac and cheese on pizza? Oh, I always wanted to try that one. Oh, I never so did. So good. It's disgusting. You feel like <laughs> you you feel like diabetes afterwards. In fact, if diabetes had a feeling. That's what it would feel like. Cause it's like amounts uh, immense amounts of carbohydrates. It's just, it's disgusting, but it's so good. Also, I've okay. had. I'll keep yeah. going because I just love pizza. Um, hash browns on pizza. Yeah. I know this. What? So good hash browns on pizza. Okay. You need to try this, people. That's the first. For me. Yes, corn yeah, on pizza is also never good. Corn and Tabasco sauce is another good combination. Oh, I like corn. Yeah, on corn pizza. on pizza is good. Uh, corn on pizza is good. So yeah. the moral of the story is we don't really give a crap what Google wants on their pizza. This is all about what we like on our pizza. <laughs> exactly. Right. So <laughs> screw you, Google. We don't care. I'm a pepperoni and pizza t- kind of guy. Are you a pepperoni person? So I, I, I'm a kosher person. Yeah, I never good. had real pepperoni on pizza. You're a kosher person? Right. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> Kiss you don't know. Okay, right. that's it. That's it? Okay, you're done? Okay, yeah. great. Thank you so much yeah. for listening, folks. This has been another episode of the InSearch SEO Podcast. Do not forget, you can find a new episode of the InSearch SEO Podcast next Tuesday on Stitcher, on Spotify. On, you know the whole drill already. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in again next Tuesday. It's been in search because we're all in search of something. Okay. Toodaloo.